0: lot talk
1: radio i the later hello hello you, hey this is Harold Lafall Lafall to... how,
0: how are you sir
1: i'm good i'm good
0: uh I'm sorry for the lateness or... uh no this is Tim mm-hmm. this is the host okay hey how are you good Hold tight for me one second, okay? Okay. Thank you so much, man, for uh, taking time out of man your schedule to uh, be with us today, man. I really appreciate you. Uh,
1: no problem.
0: So, so um, the fact that the um there's there's another show coming up on um, Monday with the panel. Um, they actually they actually scheduled for that, but since I have you on, I'm gonna get ahead and man make you the guest up today, man. Um. So um, tell them if my listeners, man, that are not familiar with you, man, tell them a little bit about yourself. Man, I read some amazing things about you, man, but let my listeners know, man, a little bit about yourself, man, and who you are.
1: Well, so um, I'm from <laughs> Oakland, California, and um, I started my first business actually uh, when I was 29. So um, I started an employment agency. had no idea what I was doing. Uh, my story is so similar to so many entrepreneurs, first-time entrepreneurs. I had this vision, but I didn't really have a roadmap, didn't really know what I was doing. And so six months into my business, I ended up losing everything, filing bankruptcy, house going into foreclosure, car repossessed. And about eight months after I lost everything, I ended up getting a multi-million dollar contract, um, which kind of turned everything around for me. Uh, and my business just grew from there. Ended up being in Black Enterprise, Essence Magazine, Entrepreneur Magazine. And uh, so that was my first business. Um, And then my current business now is called Good Living Now. It's a health and wellness company uh, that I started um, um, earlier this year. And I started this company because five years ago I had cancer. And um, I thought when I was diagnosed with cancer, like so many people, I thought I was doing all the right things. I exercised, I thought I ate pretty well, uh, yet uh, I still got this diagnosis of cancer. So I started this company because so many African Americans are uh, just, um, I won't say unaware, um, but there's a strong correlation between so many of the diseases and ailments that, that are prevalent in the African-American community that can be prevented just through uh, nutrition and and reducing stress. And so uh, my new company, uh, Good Living Now, um, is a health and wellness company, uh, particularly for folks that are 40 and older.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, what type of cancer do you have, do you mind me asking?
1: I had prostate cancer, uh, and what's so interesting about that? Um, typically, they do not start testing you. Doctors don't start testing you until you are fifty. Well, I was actually mm-hmm. when I was forty-eight, and the only reason that my doctor even checked me for cancer at that time was I mistakenly had told the doctor that my dad had had cancer, which I thought he had had, but it turns out he had had. Um, an enlarged prostate. Which is really mm-hmm. common for older men. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And so when you were diagnosed, how did you feel about that? And going back to that um your cancer situation, uh Charlie Bozeman, okay, who just recently passed some uh colon cancer mm-hmm. um right. the fact that um he was only forty three years old. So right. I so I, I really, it, it made me come to think that us as 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 guys, um, and the medical school need to maybe do maybe check and maybe check earlier. Because those, those doctors tell you that age it it, it age is a number. So check right, in and right. later we go it, it should be checked earlier because I mean cancer cancer is not racist. Cancer can attack anybody. Right. And it it, that, that right. it it can attack you at any age. At, any age. Or plus, uh-huh. at uh, So I think it should be checked earlier. See, we always think uh, when you get a certain age, but I think it should be right. checked earlier. So um, how it, do you it, overcome
1: this? Go ahead, go ahead. Well, especially because uh, if you're eating the typical American diet that's full of sugar or dairy or um, animal protein, so much of that is toxic to the body. And when I was doing my research, after I was diagnosed, I discovered that there's a strong correlation between those things dairy, sugar, and um, animal products. And we don't know that, but for most people, that's kind of the stuff we grew up on, and that's the stuff that many of us continue to eat. And those food areas are um, that there's this scientific evidence just showing that there's a correlation between those things and cancer. Wow.
0: So how did you How did you overcome this cancer situation? Um, did you go through a
1: chemo, or how How did you overcome it mm-hmm. Well, Timothy, it was so interesting when I was diagnosed in August fifth, twenty fifteen. Um, that same year, two of my friends. Had died of cancer. One was significantly younger than, 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 uh, than me, but then the other one that passed was about my same age. So cancer was something that was like around me, but I never thought it was gonna happen to me. Like, who thinks that's mm-hmm. gonna happen to them? And so for me, uh, once the doctor told me, when actually the doctor never even said the word cancer, he called me uh, on the phone after I had my biopsy about a week Mm -hmm. later after he got the results and called me and said that he needed to talk to me about my options. I'm like, options? So I immediately knew what that meant. And so um, what they had me do was they put in 125 radioactive um, seeds in my prostate to see if that would work. Well, at the same time uh, that I had gotten diagnosed, I had come across an herbalist who worked with patients who um, had cancer and lupus. And she introduced me to black seed oil and told me that I needed to take that even while I was doing the traditional treatment, that I needed to start mm-hmm. taking that uh, three times a day. And so while I was going through, you know, having the surgery and then putting the seeds, I I started taking the black seed oil, and I also, um, like I said, started doing research and finding out all those food products that um, had a direct correlation with uh, uh, cancer and started eliminating those out of my diet. Because sometimes, you know, with radiation, you don't know if that's going to work, chemo, you know, sometimes, you know, you just don't know if it's going to work. And so I wanted to take control uh, of my health and do my part, you know, and not just depend on the, the traditional treatments that they were
0: offering. Now,
1: when you went, uh, so you, so you took uh, the chemo process. I did the the radi- radiation. So they. Um, Put the rate 125 radioactive seeds. They put it in the prostate. Uh, they gotcha. didn't know at that time whether or not they would have to do external radiation as well. Um, mm-hmm. They they just didn't know. They didn't know. So they would get the internal radioactive seeds just to see if that would if that would work. Mm-mm. Now, was there any type of side effects to it? Did it make you sick or anything like that? Or? Oh my God! It was it was the it, I was in so much pain uh, after the surgery. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember I would I would go into my 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 bathroom sometimes. I, I have a son. I'm a single parent. My son was in high school at the time. I would go into my bathroom and scream. You know, try to muffle the sound because I didn't want to hear him hear me scream, but it was I was in so much pain afterwards, and uh some of the other side effects that are often associated with prostate cancer that a lot of guys don't like to talk about is incontinence uh erectile dysfunction and doing you know after about after two or three years I started having all of those those side effects disease
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh
1: man. So I mean,
0: I mean, so I mean, I uh, uh God bless you, brother. For when I mean, you went through a, a tough thing, and I, I mean, I could um, I had a, I had a, a very close cousin of mine that um, had cancer, and I went through the whole uh, chemo treatment with him. And when I say the 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 mood swings and, and the whole the sickness right. and stuff was really horrible, and. It, um, yeah. His skin changed. He, and so I, I mean, sometimes he would yell, and then at the end of the time, I knew that he didn't mean it. It's just the whole that whole process. But yeah, I it's mean, a lot, you know. So I, yeah. I commend you on that, and, and I personally know it, it takes a lot based on you know. Um, and then you know you got so, um, I appreciate you being an advocate, man, and, and speaking about that, man. Because a lot of guys don't talk about that and they don't feel comfortable talking right. about them. So I, I, so I appreciate yeah. you, man. For uh, taking right. you know, speaking about that, so I mean, moving forward, I mean, you you wrote books and um, uh, you're eating healthy, man. I and mean, see, man, you look good, man. You're in good shape, man. And I, I wish I could say the same for myself, but <laughs> this uh, this this whole uh, quarantine situation and this whole right. COVID, man, has really caught up to me, and I've I gained an enormous amount of weight since being you know. Cool, not being able to go very many <laughs> places because of you know roadblocks you know you can't travel you know the travel ban, so it's it's right, kind right. of crazy for me. So all I just do is you know me. So right, I right. To start a, but um, another thing I want to talk about is um, you're also an empowerment coach and uh, also speaker, mm-hmm. man. Um,
1: mm-hmm. if I
0: can ask you uh, turn the tables a little bit, I can ask you about. How do you feel about and how have you uh, kept yourself, how have you maintained yourself uh, through this whole COVID and pandemic um, situation? How have you maintained yourself?
1: Well, you know, one of the things that for me, I know I have to be very mindful of what I allow in my space in terms of what I watch and listen to. And so I don't even have a TV in my house for that reason, because, you know, there's so much going on and all of it is, is uh, so negative and, and it's meant to, to shock us and it's meant to scare us and if you listen to that you know on a regular basis it can be overwhelming I just was hearing a report that was saying that depression has tripled like normally it depression happened. amongst Americans is about seven percent it's like it over has. 27% because when you're looking at all of these negative images and you're hearing all these negative reports it would make you not want to even get out of out of bed, you know? And so for me, it's so important that, you know, during, you know, COVID, for me just to be very intentional, you know, not putting my head in the sand as if things are not happening, but just taking it in bite-sized pieces of information just so that I'm aware of what's going on, but making sure that I'm doing the work on myself to keep myself sane and focused. and and not becoming overwhelmed by all of that's happening right now. Because, you know, we are in the middle of a crisis. And, you know, in the the Chinese language, the the word crisis has two definitions, one meaning danger, but the other meaning opportunity. And so for me, I've used this time just as an opportunity to to, to do my own inner work and healing. Um, uh, And one of the things that's funny that you mentioned about weight gain, For me, I'm the type of person that I can smell food and gain weight. So when the gyms and all that stuff first closed, I was really, really nervous about, you know, gaining a tremendous amount of weight because I can do that easily. You know, I can gain 10 pounds a week. And one of the things that I did was uh, in April, uh, I did a a juice cleanse, a 30-day juice cleanse, which really helped me to reset my eating habits. Uh, it really uh, allowed me, anytime you do any kind of cleanse or fast, one of, the things, one of the positive side effects is you oftentimes gain greater clarity. And so I um, did that. I ended up actually losing 24 pounds in 30 days. But in, in the midst of it, it, uh, it just helped me just to get real focused on the things that I needed to work on. Because even in the fact that we're in a crisis and there's a lot of danger, there's still work and there's still things that we can do. You know, in these types of moments, you know, we have to focus on the things that we can control. And there's a lot of stuff out there we can't, but there's some things that we can control in terms of, you know, achieving our own personal goals. All right.
0: And I also wanted to touch bases on um, you brought it up about um, the depression and also the suicide rate has jumped, uh, mm-hmm. um, rolled in a lot. Yeah. And, Right. Um, and not just for um not just for adults, but there are kids and we're saying right. young children that have committed suicide. And I, I was at the I was at a police station maybe a few weeks ago and I was talking to one of the officers about, you know, because they have a, a medication box, a job off medication. That box mm-hmm. has been broken into several times that week. And mm. uh, my 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 thing too is to him was um and myself is that either it's an inside job or somebody's not doing their job. Because if right. somebody's breaking from some a medication box, and I'm using a police station, there'll be several cameras everywhere. Or, or right, anywhere. right. So right. for someone to break in there consistently like that and they're not being caught, it's tough. either it's mm-hmm. an inside job or somebody's not doing their job. But the fact right, that he also right. told me was that he had to save at least within a week over 2,000 kids from not committing suicide. Wow. That's a lot. Of- wow. So and, and yeah. uh, some of them are taking over the counter meds, or mm-hmm. you know, or, so something ha- is the opiate they're taking. I mean, which is mm-hmm. easy access to in the streets. People don't care. They'll sell the kids if they get them the money. They'll, right, they'll, they'll right. So right, it's the numbers have risen since the pandemic have Right, to take, and, and I say this because the kids are. Some half of them are not. They're not in school. And they're they're being homeschooled now. So it's a difference. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. They're, and they're being stuck in a space. They're being confined right. to a space. A lot of the parents, are, even though, like, okay, you can go out to park with a mask on, how many kids do you know are going to actually keep a mask, especially we're saying from, like, toddlers to maybe early adolescents, How many of them can you can you keep? Okay, you you tell them, keep your mask, keep your mask on. When kids see each other right. and they're, they're still so comfortably, right. they're going to play with that kid, John will do whatever. So then that's in the way they can detract it. But it's right. hard. You know what I'm saying? So right. a lot of those kids, they're right. tired. Oh, why do we have to keep stuck in the house? Right. A, a, a right. five-year-old knows, knows more about coronavirus than I do. And because right. they, that's right. all they consistently see. They they know more about that than they know about their school to this day. So I felt, right. I felt right. bad. So what are, if I can ask you, what are your thoughts on this, man? How do you think um, we, can, we, can, we can get... Um, something in progress so that can be changed and, and also a help to those parents that's building Right.
1: Well, you know, Timothy, it really starts in, in the house, you know, in the home, because one of the things that I find so often is that kids just don't feel like they're en- enough. And not only do they not feel like they're enough, their parents don't. So parents sometimes are not creating spaces where kids feel that unconditional love, like, you know, Okay, it's one thing, because a lot of kids experience bullying, uh, either in person, a lot of it is online, and that's one thing. But if you are are not experiencing that unconditional love in your household, you know, and you're experiencing bullying, that can really be very, very damaging. And so you have victims that are raising victims, and just because you're a parent don't mean you know... And or, or everything about parenting, and so many of us as parents have been traumatized, and uh, and haven't and haven't healed, and so we have not created spaces for, for our kids to thrive, and that's part of the reason why you know I wrote uh, my book I Am Enough because most people just don't feel like they're enough. You know, we put on these masks, you know, like everything is okay, but. On the inside, many of us, parents and children, are dealing with so uh, so much in terms of anxiety, depression, unhealed unhealed childhood wounds, and it is overwhelming because our our go-to, particularly in the black community, is the church, <laughs> and the church doesn't have you know the tools to you know to give you to. To, to deal with mental health issues, the church is the place you go for spiritual healing. But in terms of mental health issues, that's that's not the place. And so, in our community, we don't get the help that we need in terms of therapy. I know when my son was in middle school, we had to go to a therapist because, as a parent, I just realized I didn't have the tools that my son needed um, to to fully develop and to and, and to become the person that he. Needed to become. I just didn't have the tools, and a lot of parents just don't have the tools and don't have the either the the courage or the willingness to get help. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, so
0: some I believe some of them are uh, it's it's a pride issue or it's a it's mm-hmm. a, um, a judgment issue, which means they don't want to be labeled. Um, right Because I Because some people Oh As soon as a person As soon as people think As soon as they see a person Or another person That goes to a therapist They say Oh they're labeled as crazy uh, right. Something's wrong with them You know But it doesn't always mean that And No um,
1: And, and I, here's Go ahead No And I was going to say And here's the issue You know I think sometimes When people um, uh Are Reluctant to to go seek help, they think that that means that they're weak. No, that doesn't mean you're weak. That means I want to get the tools so that I can remain strong. And I think in the African American community, we 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 have a a difficult time owning up to that because we don't want to be labeled as not being enough or, or like I, I just you know just because you're a parent. You know, parenting doesn't come with it with a handbook, you know. And oftentimes we just we just parent like we were parented. Even though we may, you know, acknowledge that the way our parents raise us may have not been effective or good, we fall into those same patterns and habits.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, Matt. Um if I could jump um another thing is, um, we are uh, myself as, as a black man yourself as a, a black man um mm-hmm. there have been a rising for police brutality um uh racial profiling the numbers have been, they they're they're killing a lot of black men um right uh if they're not there they uh what the other guy got paralyzed uh the one was shot you know shot at multiple times um what are your thoughts on this, uh, this whole thing, man? And not only that can also give uh, uh, individuals, black men ourselves, um, uh, some type mm-hmm. of mental um, abuse because we, we every time I'm trying to say, every time I see a cop, every cop to me is bad. Every time I see a cop, they right. say, if there's something positive, they're gonna say to me, it's automatically negative. I, I, I mean, that, right. that, that, that's me right now. Or oh, a cop, okay, well they right. shoot me, or they're getting racist. That's my whole demeanor for an officer. So, I mean, and I, and I say this,
1: yeah.
0: I, I may, may be mm-hmm. wrong, but there are no good cops to me because I say this, mm. all the things that have happened, if you allow, if, if I see myself off, there beating this guy or this female. And I'm not, a, I'm not saying, hey, you know what, Let, hey, get him off, let's take him to the station, let's book him, whatever. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just standing back and I'm watching this Instead of interfering, hey, pulling him off, or anything that's just cuff. Let's put them in the car. Don't beat them. That's not going mm-hmm. on. They're just as guilty as the individuals that committed the crime. Because you're mm-hmm. not you're not interfering. There's nothing into mm-hmm. anything whatsoever. They're just sitting there. They're just going along with the flow. Or is it, mm-hmm. this is another thing that? What I was especially when I was with CNN is that it's in it's inside. Okay, no, you go with the flow of your partner, whether they're right or wrong. Right. Right. Is, it, is yeah. it from the higher ups that that's that coming from? Or, you know what I'm saying? Because it's no way, hell, you're gonna, I'm sitting there. I mean, everybody has a conscience. Everybody has a heart. Everybody right, has right. a downside. I don't care how tough, who you are, how tough, how masculine you are. Everybody has that mm-hmm. other side. So everybody has right. to have a conscience, So you don't mean to tell me. I know it's there, I it exists. So you can just be beating that individual and you're just watching. I Me personally, I know it kills me. I would say, hey, listen, man, mm-hmm. I know you am a public man. Let him, you know, let the man live. We'll, we'll, you know, let himself, let him do a punishment in jail or anything. Not just sit there right. and let him beat him like that. But what do you right. say to this man? What do you, what do you say to this? Man?
1: Well, you know, this, you know, we talk about the killings of black men and <clears throat> black people in general now. But, you know, you and I both know this has been going on right. forever. Since we arrived here 400, over 400 years ago, just now we have the ability to capture it on camera and, and see and hear it. Um, and so all of us, particularly black men, we, we walk around with this, with this trauma and are in a constant state of fear and anxiety because we don't view the police, you know, how white folks face the police as, as safety. You know, and someone that's not how we view the police. Every time a police officer gets behind my car, there's this sense of anxiety, even though you know you've not done anything wrong. Your registration, all that is fine. You know, there's still this sense of anxiety. But here's the thing, Timothy. It's interesting because when I was in college, I was about 20, about 20 years old. I uh, worked at the police department because I thought I wanted to be a police uh, police officer. I was a police cadet, and my aunt is a uh, was a, she's a retired police officer now. Um, and I, I, and the the culture of, uh, police officers is just very much like a gang, you know, it's like a, like you have a street gang, it's just, you have blue gangs. It's like, it's a culture where, um, even though there there may be people on the force that have good intentions, they often, um, um, Yield to the majority, or what? Whatever is going on, and so um, that that's very, very problematic. And one of the reasons why you know I decided not to go into law enforcement was because of, the, of that reason, because of that culture, um, that gang culture. Um, and so, um, yeah, that's very, 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 very real. And so, and I don't know, and I, you know, I don't know what the answer is to. To, to change it, you know, yeah, I hear conversations about defunding the police. I, I, I don't think anybody really knows what the answer is uh, to this, this issue, but this issue is, is very, very real. But thank God now we do have cameras and phones so that at least we are able to, to capture it. But even sometimes in capturing it doesn't seem to make a difference, which makes it even – more frustrating, you know, as a black person to 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 see the mistreatment and still justice not be served.
0: It, that it, that's absolutely right. And um, I mean, you know, recently, um, the, I mean, Monday, um, uh, Brianna Taylor's family is going to address the media about, you know. The um, you know situation with the officers not being you know being, not being guilty of the whole the whole situation and not right. them being awarded twelve million dollars I mean money can't replace a person um, right or, you know this whole situation and, and think about it is this year I, I I tell people all the time see it's not about me just doing a radio show and mm-hmm. and, and talking about it I, I I was out there a few times with CNN MSNBC uh, 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 marching with them. And I, mm-hmm. I, about a couple, a couple of months ago, I, I was out there with George Floyd's brother and Eric Garner's mm-hmm. mother, um, and, and we mm-hmm. did We had a Black Lives Matters uh, sign put out in, in the middle of the street. So I'm out there. So the thing I backed right. up a little bit because another thing is because there is no you can't be a peaceful protester, and I'm going to tell you why. Right. I was out there, and, and these cops with their attitudes. They're out there to kill. They're out there to kill. It. Mm-hmm. Because if you're out there, peaceful protest, oh, no, it's move, go home. You have no right to protest. You're going to get shot with a rubber bullet. Now, here's the thing. Right. That's what was told to us. And, 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 and here's the thing. I don't care who you are. I said, oh, no, here's my credentials. I'm a part of the media. I'm just doing, you know, mm-hmm. oh, no, you don't need EWI. We don't care who you are. If the bullet mm. goes wherever it lands, it lands. Now, lmo no, it will not. Because, see, this is the thing with me. I'm not going to let you say anything you want to say to me, especially when I'm right. Uh, right, we, we, right. We should have freedom of speech. So, we, so, we, so, that's why I said there's no peace of protest because they're going to make you mad. These, these, with those other right, right. bullets, and i to let people know, those rubber bullets will kill you because it can mm. get pushed in a heart but mm-hmm. depending on how hard it hits, right. you, it, can, it can rupture anything. So, those other bullets can kill right. you. If kids right. are being hit. Little kids are out there. Those cops will shoot kids and all. So that just, mm. just as bad. As these other people out here. That work. so this is what I'm saying. There's no peaceful protesting out here. So that needs to be looked at and addressed as well. And and mm. and, and, and it's sad. And the the they the um I was um when I was out there, this old man was just standing to the side, caught man mm. and knocked him down. Oh, you shouldn't have been standing there. Oh, really? Really? I shouldn't have been standing there when there when it's supposed to be a peaceful protest. I watched the protesters. But you know, what, what, do, what do we say to this? You know what I'm saying. I, I, but again, I backed out of some of the. I I backed out of a lot of the post ceremonies that went on because I refused to be shot. I refused to mm, go, right, right. go at it with, 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 with law enforcement. And a long time, right. um, a friend of mine who um, who was the director of the public defender's office take me a long time ago is that police are not trained to do customer service, they're not trained to do uh mental health, they're trained to enforce the mm. law. So whether right. you say, Oh, this is X, Y, and Z, their job is to enforce the law. So they're not even looking at where, hey, listen, let me explain now. You broke the law, you did this, so hey, this is X, Y, and Z gonna have are getting ready, fine, you get ready to They're not looking at that. And which is a shame. You had them. They killed right. this uh, individual with a mental health issue. That this man you know, he doesn't. He's incoherent. He, you know, he can't. You know, no, they shot and killed him. Yeah. Which is like, you know, what I'm saying. So we have to find a way, and we have to blame these elected officials, lawmakers, that can yeah, put we, things into place.
1: We have but to hold them the
0: accountable, thing. and that's mm-hmm. it, exactly, but. You're talking about defunding the police, but here's the thing: that's one thing to try to put money into other areas. But here's the thing: this is the thing where people take advantage of things, and this is where I can't I can't use my platform for negativity. And I say this because okay, mm-hmm. we we are we are trying to go back, we are trying to um, hold the law enforcement accountable for their actions, and trying to defund you know them for uh, for their for these reasons. But that does not mean that you go out and commit reckless crimes. That does not right. mean that. And that's what right. some people are doing. And that does not mean go out and start shooting, go out and start robbing people. That does not mean that. Right, 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 So right. That, that, you know, that, that's the whole thing that, you know, we also need to get, you know, get, and get in hand is that we can't, that does not defeat the purpose. That That's helping Yeah. Them. Oh, this is, the, oh, yeah. that, that's what black people do, which is not true. Every black person is right. not bad. Every black person does right. not commit crime. Every black person is not a criminal. But right. we need right. to show them that that's not. But that does what we, we, we can them to go do reckless crimes, and say, hey, listen, oh, that's why we're killing them. hmm you
1: know? And that's the stuff that's highlighted. Highlighted, so that you know, that's what you know. The the small percentage of the folks that are doing those things, that's what's highlighted and publicized. Right.
0: Absolutely, man. Yeah. So I mean, so I take mm-hmm. to this now, man. Um, what do you think, I mean, and also this election that's coming up, um, this, <laughs> this this president that's in the, that's in the chair, um, what are your right. thoughts on this, man? He, he, he was threatened to defund the Postal Service for sending out mail, right. mail, mail, mail ballots so that people would not have right. to come out. Um, He's threatened to defund the uh, Postal Service. Um, a lot of, this is the thing here. people fail to realize is that this is why we need to do our research. There were postal workers paid to throw away census forms. Mm. In West Mm -hmm. Virginia, there were three thousand that were thrown away, and I swear the other state that was another thousand. Some were thrown into a dumpster. They were caught on camera. Oh, I was paid to do Mm. this. So certain areas would be defunded. Mm. Wow. so, So even though it's an encouragement to do. The census program so that our cities and local areas will be funded. They, the government does not want to, but so they're paying certain people, hey, throw away. So those people thinking, I sent my census form in by the mail, I'm counted for. Hey, you may not be. Who knows right, if you were in right. that big bunch that was thrown away? So I always encourage people to do it online. And hey, you take a few right, minutes out, right. you do it on your phone, do it on your tablet, do it on your home, your, your computer. Right, can be right. counted for because you never know this this man is trying to do. Front to see this, like he can oh, we, oh if i want to defend this because if I don't do it this way, this is the election going to be rigged. No office is going to be rigged. You want it to be rigged so that you can be reelected. But right. Um, right. So what, what are your thoughts on this whole election process? Well,
1: well, this this guy is probably the most dangerous person on the earth right now, at least in the United States. And what is very upsetting and frustrating is that politics are allowing him to to, to stay in position. This man should not have been able to complete a four-year term, you know. And because of politics is why the Republicans don't acknowledge that this man is not well, that this man is dangerous, and allow him to to stay in that position. It's just – it's unreal and, and the message that it sends To the broader community That that type of behavior His antics is okay That's why you're seeing more Racial divide than ever before You know, because look who's sitting Sitting in Austin And look 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 at the example that that's there So um, These are very, very dangerous Dangerous times And I hope that Black people in particular realize that and, and show up to vote on November 3rd because if that man gets another another term, I, we yeah we we gonna need a lot. Of, we all are in trouble, deep deep trouble.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. The 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 things that he's doing, uh, the things that are going on, how he responds to certain issues that have occurred, um, he does he, I mean he doesn't defeat the purpose. And I mean, right. you know, um, it's, it's just so much that needs to happen. And I think that he's trying to do some type of, if uh, he's trying to regulate the of stuff so that he can get a second term in there. So we oh, all absolutely. need to go out and vote and make sure that I'll make sure. So right. that he, so that this does so that we can get him out of the office. It, it's just so much just right. some things that he knows that that he's not experienced with. I mean, in the peak of this pandemic. This this guy told us to uh, oh and, and maybe two weeks after he says oh everybody gets to return back to normal go back to school that's and the numbers right. are really really high So how we look right, to right. him we all would have been in trouble I mean it, it, right. it I mean and it's, these things are still going on and, and, right. and if I could Absolutely. say this, if I could say this there are cops. There, there are certain um, nightclubs that have been reopened to a uh, 25% capacity. There's mm-hmm. a nightclub that um, I will a few times that the line is wrapped around the corner. These people are wow. close together. There are no masks. But the police are out there with them with no masks, and they're and they're in the crowd with them. I, I, I said wow. to myself, "You're not enforcing the law. You're out there when you're laughing and talking." What, right so i'm so I'm confused as to what we're supposed to be following what are what what are we right doing? Exactly. i i mean it it's it's a lot of unanswered questions it's a lot right, of unanswered right. questions and you have so i mean there there if you watch the um the Republican national convention, which I had the opportunity to watch well, majority of it um mm-hmm. there was there was a few black people that spoke in support of Trump, so he yeah. oh. Him, or are they fell out, or were they paid to speak for him?
1: Right, I can't right. answer that question. I, I don't know. Right, you can't, I know they spoke for him. You, right, right. You know, I, I saw part of that too, and and you can't, in good conscience, as a sane person, support that man. I mean, right. Just look at his track record. I mean, just look at the. I mean. So the, there's something else that is, you know, driving people to to support him. Whether or not, you know, it's money, I don't know what it is, but it's it's just it's unreal. And I, and I think that he does certain
0: things for publicity purposes, or he'll go oh, this yeah. person, or do it for publicity purposes. Trust me, it's not from the kind of stuff he's hard. Trust and believe oh, that. No. I, I, I no. don't purposely think it, but. I encourage people to all, I mean, and, and you mean, you know, the majority of the speakers there were his family, his kids, the wife, mm-hmm. you know, which, you know, I, no one knew what Maloney was saying during the Republican National Convention. I, I don't know. Or is that this is my husband. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and, it's, certain things have to change. And, and from the, the guy that got paralyzed in Portland, which uh, Trump flew over to, Meet with him to meet with him and his family, which they did not want to see him. And the governor of, of uh, Wisconsin stated that he Trump's visit was not wanted and it is not the right time. He still flew over there to be with the family, and they mm-hmm. did not want him there. So, if you're not wanting, you're defeating the purpose of trying to say, Okay, let me go over and see this son that he got killed. That defeats the purpose. There's not going to mean they're going to vote for you because the circumstances, it seems to be occurring over and over again. And this is a thing, right, right. we don't know how it feels until it happens to us. You understand what I'm right. saying? Then we, we don't know mm-hmm. how it will happen to us. And this is the thing that my, people like myself that try to avoid these situations. I went out there several times and talked to law all. hey, listen, you've got to do a better, a better job with communicating with the citizens, with the community. Because mm-hmm. right now the police and the community are at war. You're talking about kids. You, how you can convince a child? that's growing up, oh the police are not bad people because if it's all that they see, that's all that they're hearing. Right.
1: That's right. all that they're seeing and right. hearing.
0: Is is uh police brutality, coronavirus and, and you know mm-hmm. this and so that's all that they're seeing. They're oh. not seeing anything else. If this is being placed into uh the cartoons, the kids channel, that's being placed into stuff that they're watching. So that's all mm. that, so that's that's what they're being educated on each and every right. day. So I mean, what else do they know? You know, and this is sad. with this? It's a whole sad from when I was coming up as a child to what it is mm-hmm. today and now. I mean, right. There's no more. There's no more kids can go out and play with each other, and, and get along with each other. And this is the thing. This is, this is another thing I wanted to speak about racial. Race is mm-hmm. taught, and, right. and how I know that is because when I take my nep- nieces, nieces, and nephews to the park, there are. Mm-hmm. Numerous amount of uh, different cultures, different racial backgrounds. Some of those kids do not speak a bit of English. And my Mm -hmm. nephew, niece does. but I guarantee you, they find a way to play with each other and have Mm -hmm. a good time and enjoy each other and be speaking whole different languages. But I guarantee you, they know to where they can understand each other. They can play. You know what I'm saying? That tells me race is taught at home. So they're taught. Absolutely. Occasionally, kids are taught to hate or black people are this, black people or that. Right. You know what I'm right. so, so, And mm-hmm. I use myself as an example. From where I live, I live in a pretty, you know, I'm not saying white neighborhood because it's my I live in a neighborhood too, but it's a pretty upscale neighborhood. And so mm-hmm. they go, oh, so you, oh, you, oh, you must be a rapper or you play football. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so I mm-hmm. have to be an entertainer or some sort just to live here. Why can't I? Right. Live? five to six days a week to live here with you. Like it, it, it it's it's right. it's it's a shame that a lot of people have right. to be in some sort of area to they have to be An entertainer or some sort to live there. That it's right. it's sad and you know um but we'll, so what are your thoughts on this man and how do you how yourself look how yourself can be a part of the change, make a change. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well you know, you know one of the things um that I think it's important for us, just as a community to really look at is um, our whole idea about black wealth and economic empowerment um, because uh, a couple of years ago I wrote a few years ago, I wrote an article that uh, called black Black Wealth It just looks like we 're rich, and I wrote that because in our community we have this um this this acceptance of of looking wanting to look rich rather than to be rich, and it's like it's it's the reason why when you look at high end designers, they don't even have to advertise to us. They don't even spend their advertising because they know we're gonna buy the labels, those high end labels. And and I know where that comes from. It comes from you know the whole trauma from slavery and being stripped and not feeling like you're enough, and so. And uh, so many folks in our community think that if I have the latest, you know, the latest luxury car, the designer clothes, that that is going to make me feel like I'm enough. Not realizing that's an internal, that's an internal thing. But in our culture, it's like we accept it, we applaud people when when they go into debt, getting all these things. And so again, it looks like we're rich, uh, but we're not. And I think for for us in our culture, we really have to use our economic power to begin to change things, let our dollars do the talking. You know, we're supporting corporations that don't support us, supporting institutions that don't support us. We're spending tons and tons of dollars. We have the buying power, but it's just what we're, where we're using it uh, toward is not helping to move us collectively forward. And so I think... There needs to be a dialogue and a shift because um, it's looking flashy and looking like you got it going on when you got nothing in the bank and your credit is messed no up—that's that, that, not the path. That's not the path to power. That's not even the path to peace. I remember, you know, years ago, you know, falling into that trap and going into major debt, trying to in, impress people. In our community, who who also were struggling, but they were also looking like they were more successful than they were. And so, I think uh, that's that's something that that we can work on in our community, and so that we can start to have real economic power. You know, it doesn't make any sense if you if you're making well over six figures a year, but you're spending it all, and you don't have any, you don't own anything. You know, you don't own anything, and I say shame on us in the black community because we don't really support each other in terms of we our don't. black businesses. Absolutely. It's like, and, and, and you have, and here's the thing, you may have one bad experience with a black business, and then here's your narrative. See, that's why I don't support black businesses. But you you have bad experiences with white-owned businesses, and but you just continue to go to them and support them. But, you know, I just think that, you know, there's some healing and some discussions that need to happen in our community um, because the folks that I know who have the most amount of wealth are not the folks driving the Bentley's and all, you know, the, 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 they're, they're, they're wearing, you know, just regular clothes. But us, when we get a couple of, couple of dollars, you know, we're rushing to, to get those staples in hopes that that will validate our value and our work. And, um, you know, James Baldwin says, uh, has a quote that says, you know, your crown has already been bought and paid for. All you have to do is put it on. You don't need all of that to validate who you are intrinsically. You were born worthy. You were born enough. You don't need some external things to validate who you are.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely absolutely if
1: if we would to
0: if we would be more together as a team a lot of mm-hmm. things would, a, a lot of things would oh, be yeah. done better oh, absolutely. we a, a, a lot of black people are for self and that's the whole problem today <laughs> a lot of us are for self and we and nothing's going to get done like that nothing's going to get done about if we can't take pride and support in supporting one another. Oh, he thinks he's better because right. he got this now. Let's not worry about that. Let's support each other. Let's support oh congratulations, right. man. my support to you. Right. What you're doing. Not try to it's easy to knock somebody into the, something negative. Right. But where let's say something right. positive. Hey, if he chose to change his life with designers that, that much it's more support to him, I wish him the best. Moving forward. he spent right. too much time negative negativity and that we need right. to spend more time supporting each other and as a team. Absolutely. If we continue to be Absolutely. for self, nothing's gonna ever change and it's right. I mean I'm only yeah. one person. I can only do with so much. It takes a whole entire yeah. team to think to it changes. And
1: and the sad part about it, uh Timothy <clears throat> is that, you know, we will come together when, you know, we have these uh, moments where the police brutality but absolutely um, but we won't come together when it comes to supporting uh uh in economic development and, and progression that way. Um we, we don't do that. And I don't know why. Well I do know why. But yeah, we don't do that.
0: Yep. Change has to come and I I don't know how, but there has to be some it has to be some at ease to all this whole matter that's going on man and um until we Until we until change is made it's going to be it's gonna be a continuance. And every time I every right. time I get an email or I get word, oh, this person's been killed, oh, um, do you wanna come out to protest do You wanna you know my some of my answers My ninety percent of time, no. I will do my best mm-hmm. to advocate for it. I was because hey, okay. I already know what's gonna happen when we go out through these protests. I already know. It's gonna be right. killing, it's gonna be robbing, it's gonna be things. This is the thing about it. Hey, you got mm-hmm. people out here breaking in stores, breaking in businesses in your own neighborhood somewhere that you right. have to shop on a daily basis. So while you're burning down these places, and you have to shop, and this is where you get your food, this is where you get your clothes and everything else from, so why are you burning down your own neighborhood? Right, right. Why? Right. That, that 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 destroys, hey, if you got certain things I can't share on the air because I don't want it. but destroy other mm-hmm. things. Instead of destroying where you live and, and your own personal property, hey, I, I can't destroy shop, I can't destroy shop, right, and I'm not got to go and shop right every week why we still in the shop? Right. To get my food from. I can't go and destroy right. Walmart. I know I shop in Walmart. I can't do that. But so right. why destroy something that, that benefits me at the end of the day? Right, you understand what I'm saying? Hey, if, if I mean you're blowing a police cars, all the situation. Hey, if you put that's one thing. They can a police car, They're going to be replaced. Mm-hmm. That that's her personal pop. Hey that's your retaliation but don't go and do petty crimes robbing the jewelry stores and all this other thing and you and you and and you have and you I mean I don't I don't know but my god I I hope to get better man um how man I I appreciate you bro man you um you talk a lot man and everything you say man was truly you know relevant man and educational to my you know to my listeners man I appreciate you brother man and um
1: Thank you. Uh, thank you for having everything. It, huh? No, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you having me on your show.
0: Oh no, no, no worries, man. Um give out um before I let you go, man, uh, I want you to give out your website, man, and uh let my mm-hmm. listeners know, man, I can find out more information about you man.
1: Mm-hmm. So my website is ww.areenough now. You are now and then on all social media platforms, it's my name Harold Lafall on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Harold Lafall.
0: Absolutely, brother. Harold, I appreciate you, man. I, I mean, if you can, man, keep in touch with the show, man. And um, okay, anytime that you need to come back on, man, just let Nick or just let Nick know, man, and we'll definitely get that okay. going, man. I Appreciate you, man. And um, alright, thank, so thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate to you, too, you, man. No problem, Okay, alright. All you have a great man. one. Thank you. Bye bye. No problem. You with it, cause I'm with it, babe. I haven't heard from you, and i am in it, babe. Just tell me what to do, and I get it, babe. Gucci and Ponto. Tripsy crib in the middle of the night. I don't let like you with me, has I put it down right now, babe? I can put you on a flight. You know that a nigga like me can change your life, oh, babe. Everything you too amazing. Ain't nobody got to go crazy. I got what you need. Everybody take you shopping I.